welcome to Ubuntu Vista episode 118. That's right, I know what you're all thinking. 118? Just like Route 118 on the Adelaide Metro bus service. <laughs> that takes you from Port Adelaide Interchange to the city. Do you guys know what I discovered this week? Adelaide? <laughs> if it has something to do with that bus route. Uh, no, I don't. Apparently, everybody from Adelaide uh, is a fucking psycho. That's what I learned on Twitter this week. Oh, <laughs> I, because of the fucking... <laughs> so, so a lady a lady does commentary. I don't know her name because I, I don't really Zellich, watch any sports. Sure. I think her name is. Sure. I don't watch um, sports either, so if I got that wrong, you should applaud me for trying. She is a sports commentator. She's she very good. Sports commentator. She was doing some sort of commentary for some kind of um, football or soccer, if you like. Football. F- football. The football. 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 <laughs> and she said, in an offhanded comment, that Adelaide is a shithole and there's nothing to do. And this was Which, not well received by the people. The way she said. said it was great as well. She was like, uh, no, it's a shithole. Don't even bother going there. I'm allowed to say that because I've been there a few times. It's boring and there's nothing to do. <laughs> Which I've never been there personally. And I fundamentally believe this to be true. Yeah. Which also, mm. whatever. You know? Who cares? Who cares? Um, so, friend of the show, uh, sports reporter Vince Rugari tweeted, um, wow, the reaction to the whole Adelaide thing really encapsulates why so many young people move away from there. Like, maybe <laughs> just don't worry about it, hey. <laughs> and um, I replied to Vince's tweet and I said, uh, I told, told him the true story that I was born in Adelaide and two weeks later my family moved overseas for like a military posting and later on in my life I said to my parents I wonder if I should journey back to Adelaide and see the the place where I was born and they both just sort of went nah (laughs) they both went nah don't worry about it it's fine um, and that was it. That was what I posted. And then like, I just had a handful of people from Adelaide say things to me like, your family has done a great service to our state. Stay out. They sound just <laughs> like Canberra people. This happened to me several years ago when I made some stupid post about Canberra being the worst place in Australia. Well, and everyone was like, well, why don't you never come back then, you fucking piece of shit? Well, this was the thing, though, is that, like, I, I had multiple people then say variations to me on, like, thank your family for keeping you away from here, you piece of shit. Stay out of our state. <laughs> and, um, and I replied to one guy and said, like, you don't have to take it so seriously. I'm from Canberra, the other place where people love to tell you how fucking boring it is and mm. how there's nothing to do or whatever. Um, the only difference is I don't care because my life is structured around what I like to do and like where I want to live with my family and everything and I have a good time doesn't really bother me if someone who lives in another state thinks that the city I live in is boring it has no impact on me at all everyone fucking thinks that Brisbane sucks and they will tell you that all the time completely unprompted I'll be like I'm from Brisbane and they'll be like I'm so sorry to hear that I don't give a shit you live somewhere where you pay a million dollars a week in rent to live 40 minutes away from your job I think what we can all agree on is that people from Sydney don't know Ugh, what they're talking from about. Fucking Sydney. Oh, disgusting. Don't even get me started. Filth. <laughs> Making That's the a... sign of the cross to ward them off. In case so... any of those filthy people are listening to this show. 
So I've, I've said to uh, I've said to you know one of these people, hey man, I'm, I'm from Canberra, and everybody loves to tell you like how boring Canberra is, and there's nothing to do. And one of them goes, oh, so you're from Canberra, huh? What a fucking shithole! No wonder you're miserable. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I. Mm. <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, very, number one, very strong energy on all of this. And number two, um, not really in the spirit of don't tell other people that the place they live is boring and not worth visiting. Um, very strange. And based on uh, the opinions that I canvassed, yes, pretty much everybody uh, from in and around Adelaide is a big time psycho with like bizarre levels of state pride that you do not encounter anywhere else in Australia. Completely irrational. No reason for no basis for it. Yep. So that's what I learned. Uh, that's what I learned. I got no respect from those people. Mm. I get no respect. I'm tugging at my tie. Tugging at my tie, my collar. Uh-huh. You know the guy? You know the I, guy? I'm... I know what you're doing. And I, refuse I can, to I can it. see it. Yep. Um, my eyes are bugging, bugging out of my skull and pointing in slightly I don't think that directions. was part of his act. <laughs> Well, it, it's definitely... How sweaty are you, would you say? <laughs> coated in a thick flop sweat. Uh, my wife is just off stage talking to someone about how much she hates me. Oh, R.I.P. Yes, it gets no respect. You know who also doesn't get enough respect, folks? Aretha Franklin. I feel like... Well, yeah, no, she's definitely asking for respect. Never mind. That's not who you were talking about. No, it's not. I was going to say <laughs> she, get, she gets plenty. Was that but... a genuine guest? <laughs> What's a guest? <laughs> Here's a list of all the people uh, that we think don't, don't get, get any respect. respect. Number one, Scott Morrison, our beloved uh, Prime Minister. You have to respect the office. Even if you disagree with the guy, <laughs> even if you don't like the ideas, even if you think... They're actively making the planet worse. You gotta respect the office. You gotta the dignity of the office. There's no legitimate reason to, but when you think about it, you gotta <laughs> respect it. You too. And you know why? Because you do. <laughs> the and end. that's why. Uh, no, I'll tell you who doesn't get enough respect. It's the it's the sweet billionaires of our country. True. The delicious billionaires that we all love How so much. How many billionaires do we have? Do you have that figure at hand? I don't. Okay. Um, <laughs> so there's like 2,000 in the world. So I read a little piece. read a little piece uh, and from news.com.au. And you ever read one of those things that makes you feel just a bit like maybe you're having an aneurysm the whole Every time? Every day on Twitter.com. <laughs> Every single day. So... You know, like, we're all out here talking about our guillotines, you know, talking about mm. uh, eating the rich and all that mm. kind of thing. I don't know why but, your tone of voice is like that, but, uh, well, yes, we are talking it, about that. It's, it's going to become clear why I'm saying that, because maybe you should be showing these guys a little more respect. Angela Mollard from news.com.au is going to lay it out for you in an article entitled, Qantas Chief Executive Alan Joyce deserved to make $24 million in 2018. Hmm. Oh, boy. <clears throat> Who knew we were such a jealous bunch? She oh, begins. I hate it already. One short man earns a gigantic pay packet and we're frothing at the mouth about equality <laughs> and entitlement. One short man? <laughs> Apparently. Don't know what his stature... I don't know what Alan Joyce's height was at all. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Never mind that that one man has turned around at a failing company, put thousands of dollars in shareholders' pockets, boosted the superannuation of Mr. and Mrs. Average, mm. and prevented thousands more from losing their jobs. I'm not 100% sure who, who, the, who the Mr. and Mrs. Average are in this case. I'm assuming it's like rich boomers with self-managed super funds who have bought shares in Qantas. Well, that's yeah. what shareholders is, certainly. Yeah, um, but like whose who's superannuation is it boosting beyond people whose super funds have bought shares of Qantas? Shares of Qantas. Look, I'm going to be very honest with you. I have no idea where my $45 of super is. <laughs> it could be in anything. Mr. and Mrs. Average. Um, you know, that average Joe who owns a bunch of shares of Qantas. That's your and average course, Australian single-handedly prevented thousands more from losing their jobs. No, Qantas CEO Alan Joyce is officially a fat cat. And like a moggy who's relieved himself on the best rug, we want to rub his nose in it. Wait, did you say the officially a fat cat thing sarcastically? I guess he's officially... We're, we're declaring him to officially be a fat oh, cat. Oh, this guy's a multimillionaire. I guess he's rich. So twenty-four million is that the number that you said? He he made twenty-four million dollars in two thousand and eighteen alone. So in a twelve-month period, he made twenty-four thousand dollars. No, is that what you're saying? Add okay. add several more zeros to that. He made two hundred and forty thousand dollars. Little more. Two point four million dollars. Because that's a, a lot more. of money. Bump that decimal over. Now this money is not a lot oh, to me. That's not a lot of money to me personally. <laughs> he made 24, two, four, a two, and then a four, <laughs> and then there's six zeros. It's a, a number of zeros. So that's, oh, I don't know. That's at least salary. $24, I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> so now, he made $24 million, which is uh-huh. approximately, by my maths, uh, about... 48 times more than I'll ever make in my lifetime. <laughs> well, let us explain how much it is, actually. The fact is, Mr. Joyce took a beleaguered company and transformed it into a thriving global business with a record profit of $1.6 billion. Yes, at $24 million, his pay packet may be 270 times that of the average worker, and yes, he may make $459,000 a week. Sorry, I just want you to run that number by me. Yep, yep. And and I really feel like you have to appreciate the tone in which this is being written. They're Very even dismissive. just writing it out. Like, they're putting the numbers in there and Very, still being like, yeah. Very dismissively, they're yes. They're sort of waving he, their hand while they're saying it. Yes, he may make $459,000 each week. Which is nothing to me, a journalist. <laughs> But so let's but let's put it into so perspective. Forty five thousand dollars a week. Is that <laughs> what you're saying? <laughs> Four thousand five hundred. Four thousand five hundred ninety dollars a week is what he's making. That seems like a shitload. Hundred dollars a week. You are you are going to freak out when you find out how much it really is. How much? Let's get it into perspective here. Four hundred fifty nine thousand dollars each week. Yeah, big deal. Big deal because. His earnings are just 1.5... Now, this I'm giving you the exact phrasing here, okay? So, just strap your phrasing seatbelt on for this. Mm. But his earnings are just 1.5% of 
of the money he made. Huh. Now... So... So this, this thriving this is global a business with a record profit of $1.6 billion. It turns out that Alan Joyce made 100% of that money for the company. That he performed $1.6 billion worth of labor. Wow. He must have been working 9 to 5 at least. At least. Maybe at up to 5.30 on some days, you know. Mm. So I'm like, Stay in that office I at just, 6 p.m. If so. All right. Okay. Uh-huh. Bear with me. Yep. So they're saying he uh, he earned one point five percent of the amount of money that he made the company. God. So <laughs> wait, let me just. Yeah, yeah. So so one point six billion dollars in profit. Yeah. He made twenty four million dollars. Okay. Twenty four million dollars is one point five percent of that one point six billion dollars in profit, and so really he's barely making anything because the CEO is solely responsible for all of the profit that a business generated. Now, I wish, I just wish, I wish so much that I was a smarter man, that maybe mm-hmm. I was a more Theo type of a character, yep. because I would love to know what fraction of that money someone that gets paid like $45,000 a year as like a baggage handler, uh, what fraction it is of the company's... Uh, earnings they're making with their work because I just don't feel like that ratio would be the same, you know. You're just like missing that he's he's working really hard though, you yeah. know. What do CEOs do now? I know ah, this is a broad well, question. There's oh, there's well, an answer. He's got meetings. There is absolutely an answer to this. Okay, mm. <clears throat> so his earnings are just one point five percent of the money he made. Oh. A dud CEO could have cost oh. the company and shareholders many more millions than he was paid. Oh. Right? Could he have? The fact is that, the, and a, a lot of starting sentences with "the fact is" in this uh, in this opinion piece. <laughs> the fact <laughs> is that the best CEOs are so much more than their demure and dated titles suggest. Oh my fucking god! Kill me, please. <laughs> Chief Executive Officer sounds Demure. like a job description from the era of pinstripe Demure. suits. Demure. Well, he is a small Chief man, apparently. Executive. He's a diminutive man. Officer. All of those words are individually titles of power that they have combined three in a row of those to indicate triple power. This reminds That's me the- of the film Demolition Man. <laughs> where a murder is referred to as murder death, murder, kill. death kill. That is yeah. what chief executive officer is. It's I'm so glad you like finally a saw a, a King Emperor Prince. It's changed my life. <laughs> oh, what a film. What a great it film. It is a great film. Um, so, chief executive officer sounds like a job description from the era of pinstripe suits, novelty ties, and Amstrads. Mid two thousands. It's redolent of little more than exemplary paperclip bending and paper pushing. Um, instead, as we all know, now. yeah. Well, as we know, CEOs are out uh, in in the mines. They're not just bending paperclips and paper pushing. Did Alan Joyce write this? <laughs> <laughs> he's actually but- very strong, and although he's kind of short. <laughs> Very toned, buddy. (laughs) So, here's the answer. In reality, the best CEOs are alchemists, strategists, innovators, and geniuses. 
They have the mm -hmm. sort of agile brains that produce solutions to problems which seem intractable. This isn't real. You've made they, this up. <laughs> they lead not from a textbook, but from an internal well of brilliance that seems kill me. constantly Fucking replenished. Kill me. I'm not saying this is a rhetorical device right now. <laughs> I want someone to rappel through my fucking window and fucking shoot me with a gun. Now, I will do that as soon as we're finished. Recording. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate um, that. So, we've been starting a lot of sentences with the fact is, up until this point. Um, here's some great factual stuff. Continuing on here. What's more, the buck stops with them. You know how the buck always stops with CEOs? Mm. True. They you know face consequences all the time. Oh, you know how every time there's like a multi-trillion dollar Ponzi scheme that crashes the world's economy and all the CEOs have the buck stop with them and go to prison? You know every time there's a subprime mortgage crisis and... Robots signing away people's leases on their houses and foreclosing on them. Then CEOs are held directly responsible. Mm, every day. Oh. oh, um, oh, there's a buck going past. Oh well, I guess. Uh, oh no. Oh, it's it's stopped right here oh, with me. God. I it's hate stopped. it. I hate it when the buck stops with me. They stuff up and we all lose. Who is? Who's we? Who's we in this scenario? Is it shareholders? Because we're not all shareholders of that company. Is it the Speak employees of the company? I have at least <laughs> one million Qantas shares. Is it the employees of the company who all, like, you know, all get laid off when they decide that they're not making enough profit because of some stupid decision and they have to cut a whole bunch of people's jobs? Um, they're both like groups of people who stand to suffer a big material impact of a company tanks but it's not everyone maybe it's maybe it's the public who has to fund the bailouts of fucking banks and airlines and shit like that when they do purely profit driven shit not sure who the we all lose is when a ceo stuffs up because apart from anything else we just got told that the buck stops with them so i'm not sure why everybody else loses uh can i just say that yep. Just to sort of to bring in a real world example into this, I was looking up whether you remember when uh, Volkswagen were found to have been faking emissions tests. Oh yeah, mm. uh, and I was like, well, I bet nothing happened to the CEOs. Was absolutely wrong. Uh, <laughs> one of them got arrested. Oh, uh, so that's good. But uh, this is the exception that proves the rule. I love those. Mm. Uh, so, you know, CEOs stuff up and we all lose. Conversely, when their dexterity and instincts and big sky thinking <laughs> come together with precision, we all win. Holy I don't know who we God. is in any of these scenarios. It's like when uh, the dexterity and precision of uh, the people behind Fuber Eats and Foodora and Deliveroo came together and they figured out you can just not pay people the minimum wage. Yeah. And then we all win. You can the have employees wins. that you don't actually employ. Mm. You can be Sunglasses Hut, and you can just not pay people what you're supposed to pay them. 
You can underpay people by $2.3 million, and we all win. We all win. We all That's win capitalism, baby. Love they it. They found a way to save money, and it's good for everyone. Hey, Ben, you remember the last time that um, the big four banks all posted record profits and you won? Yeah, I think uh, I just I logged on to my internet banking, and I saw that I had a few extra $100 in there. Yeah, they had given me a million dollars. <laughs> And you know what? Uh, when banks have done predatory lending uh, and when housing markets crash, the buck stops with the CEO. Yeah, which is great because I wouldn't want it to stop with me. The person well, you don't whose want house to stop is with being the people. repossessed. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But it, it stops with the CEO, so so it's good. So the buck stops with them. You know, uh, when their dexterity and instincts and big sky thinking all come together with precision, oh, you all win. Left out. I hate this. Big sky thinking. Big sky thinking. And yet, we display an odd double standard by being selective with our envy. Chris Hemsworth gets paid $122 million, making him the world's second highest paid actor, yet we don't sneer at him. Fuck that guy. Fuck him. Oh, we don't sneer at Chris Hemsworth and his fucking, like... uh, 10 million acre Byron Bay millionaire bunker. You know how much he needs to be paid to make that movie? $25 an hour, I'm going to say. And then <laughs> if he does over 40 hours, double time and a half. Hmm. Uh, if he, if that runs weekends. into weekends, mm. maybe even triple time and maybe uh, some time in lieu for that as well. Look, I think that seems fair. I'm sure Chris Hemsworth is a nice enough guy and I don't have anything <laughs> personal against him. But I don't think... Uh, no, actually, I'll immediately retract that. I was going to say, I don't think anybody out there actually thinks that Chris Hemsworth needs $122 million. But I'm that's you to also... something called Stan Twitter. You've got to absolutely <laughs> love it. I do not want to be introduced to that at all. We're going to put um, just that audio clip up. You saying he does not he deserve... He doesn't deserve $122 million. Well, I'll say it nice and clean here. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth does not deserve the salary he got for playing Thor. I'm going to put um, that up with like one of those... You're going to get dunked It's like on. a screenshot of you... <laughs> Just noticing the camera's there and it's black and white and out of focus and you look really <laughs> sinister. This guy doesn't think Chris Hemsworth should get any money. But Do not vote for Andrew <laughs> Law. There's, a, there's another issue at play here, though, uh, because this, this person says, rather, we champion him for entertaining us for 90 minutes in his Thor costume. I fucking wish a Marvel movie was 90 minutes. My God. Hey, oh, hey, it's yeah. five, oh. five hours too long, am I right? Endgame, yep. Endgame was three hours long, wasn't it? Uh, I will oh, never okay. see I will it. Say, that is too long for any film. That was the least painful of the Marvel movies I have watched that aren't uh, Thor. Fair enough. The good uh, we glow with pride when America's NBA uh, offers Patty Mills a $73 million deal because he's tall and talented at shooting hoops. <laughs> Very heightest opinions going on in this piece. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, weird fetish coming to the fore here. Alan Joyce is a, a genius. He's brilliant. He's amazing. And basketball players are just, they're just tall and they could throw some basketballs. But also, I would say, number one, they're talking about... Um, all of the money Chris Hemsworth has ever earned. He didn't get 122 million Australian dollars for doing mm. a movie. Um, but also, 
I, I wonder if you added up the gross of like all of the Thor movies, all of the Avengers movies, and saw how much money that has generated for Disney. Yeah. I wonder how much of, of a chunk of that $122 million would be, considering how much of the franchise rests on a group of name actors. And with the NBA comparison, like, again, it's insane to pay anybody $73 million, but also it's a ridiculous billion-dollar industry where all of the teams are individually owned by like crazy rich billionaires who do it as a status thing and the only reason that Patty Mills gets 73 million dollars or that other people get hundreds of millions of dollars or anything is A, because the amount of money that actually goes through the NBA is phenomenal and B, because they have a players association which is their name for a players union Mm. and the union did a really good job of saying, how about we get some of that money uh, some of the insane quantities of money that run through this business. And lo and behold, they can afford to pay them all that kind of money and still run the NBA at a massive profit. How weird. Uh, but again, don't know that these are great comparisons again. How warped are we to eulogize those who find success through luck, good looks, or physical prowess yet treat with derision those whose fine brains and sound judgment boost our superannuation and secure our retirement. Oh. What is wrong with bootlickers? How do you Honestly, become like this? They love the delicious taste of boot. Yum, the yum. taste of boot. Um, oh. Lucy, you should be pretty stoked because apparently mm. Alan Joyce is securing your retirement. Is it? How's your retirement going? Yeah. Are I you got, all, You're all set now, I guess? I got like... I probably got like 80, 90 bucks. Oof. That don't, that don't get, get me through a week at least. Living the dream. It says, honestly, we should be grateful for this delicious boot. But like some <laughs> dowdy outpost left behind in the last millennium, we allow ourselves to be sucked into tall poppy syndrome when it comes to our business giants. Oh, that is rich. Maybe one of the worst things we have read on the show. I feel like I'm I'm hitting a really good run of you guys saying that about everything I find. No, but this, this one is, is from someone who is clearly bad. some sort of fantasist. Uh, this is also just a lot uh, of the current discourse is around this kind of thing, with Bernie Sanders saying, you know what, I don't think there should be any billionaires. And the responses to that are just... Ludicrous. Just incredible. Like, I Pe- just, people I, saying, oh, should we murder all the billionaires? <laughs> Like, no, we should just take their money from them. But even that is just so many people have no concept of what a billion dollars is. And also just the idea that it is morally fine to do this is something I I cannot get my head around. Yep. Uh, she goes on, Europe and Asia are full of gifted people pushing the boundaries in corporate life. They are admired and celebrated. Um, which just made me think of, like, Jack Ma. You guys know who Jack Ma is? No. no. Uh, he was the, the outgoing head of Alibaba. Oh. Um, the, the selling little pieces of shit site. 
Um, and that guy's whole deal was like making tens of thousands of staff file into stadiums so that he could do like elaborate rock star karaoke in front of like 50,000 employees. <laughs> Um, and that's everybody loving and celebrating him is when you drag everybody into a massive stadium and say, uh, everybody must come to this mandatory thing for work while I put on like a fucking hair metal wig. This sounds pretty good. Oh, it's like, you should check out some of the footage. It's wild. But also, um, Jack Ma copped uh, a bunch of flack recently because he, number one, he likes to drag all of his employees into a thing and make them watch him like sing and mime along on a guitar and stuff for a while but he also likes to yell at everybody about how they should be doing the 996 system uh, and the 996 system is a thing that uh, that some CEOs and stuff champion in like Chinese corporate life uh, which is that you should work from 9am to 9pm 6 days a week if you want to get ahead go and, fuck yourself and you should not complain and you shouldn't ask for time off um, it's just like, hey, if you want to get ahead in the corporate world, you've got to be willing to do what it takes. And doing what it takes is just living at work. That sounds like a good society. Yeah. Uh, and that's why we admire and celebrate people like him. You know? Wear a suit here, however, and you'll be branded a, scare quotes, W star star <laughs> K-E-R. A worker. A worker. You'll be branded a worker. <laughs> You'll be branded a winker. I can't believe they felt they had to sense a wanker. I know. Also, oh. that is not true. I mean, it is. 99% of people will tell you you look like a wanker, but 1% of people, your friends, will tell you you look really good dressed up. They'll That's say, true. oh, you bloody scrub up nice, don't you? Mm-hmm. That's what happens. Here's another bit of a, a bit of fun math here. Not not 100% sure about this one. Um, yet, for every dodgy CEO exposed in the Banking Royal Commission, there's 100 others working their butts off to do the right thing. <laughs> now, no, I like the ambiguity there? of this sentence because she could be saying specifically in the Banking Royal Commission, uh, there's only so many banking CEOs in Australia. Yep. Uh, uh, and pretty much all of them were exposed as overseeing rampant criminality and, like, systemic corruption. Yeah, but they're using the dexterous sky thinking. <laughs> and they're all very tall. <laughs> so beautiful they're, and tall. So handsome. The nimble, the nimble brains. Tall. They're at they're, least five foot five. <laughs> these <laughs> five ten hotties are going into work with their powerful brains. Oh. Smooth brains. Yeah, their powerful, nimble brains are blessed with the business dexterity of God himself. Andrew, I cannot tell you how much I don't want you to read the next sentence. Oh, I've been waiting for this. I regret having read ahead, but I, I also... I haven't seen it. Do, all right, close your eyes, Lucy. Are you I'm ready? closing my eyes. Really close your eyes. I'm breathing. <clears throat> Australia may have big dick energy, but we are in... <laughs> but we are increasingly guilty of little dick mentality. What oh. does that mean? Also, why did you sense a wanker but not big dick energy and little what dick mentality? Australia. Oh. Australia's got swag, though. <laughs> Australia, known for its big dick energy. A country oh. that has to be just a beg to be involved in the G20. Uh, oh. Even if I want to engage with this, 
it's not true. That's not true at all. Australia does not have big dick energy. What does increasingly guilty of little dick mentality mean? What is uh, little dick mentality? Hey, you know is, what you're is it like just uh, acting, acting like a pussy. Is that just what it means? Everyone like, I see looks like they got a small cock. <laughs> that's all I can think about at any moment of the I'm day. I'm looking at these beautiful, tall people, and I'm thinking they've got small dicks. <laughs> My God. All these people who don't understand how great short CEOs are. Tiny penises. <laughs> tiny penises. Every one of them. Very strange. Very strange. But also, I completely agree that um, Australia on the world stage is 100% uh, the little dog from the pair of dogs in the Warner Brothers cartoons. Um, uh, what are we What are we going to do today? Mm. And gets backhanded by the big dog. We are 1,000% the little dog. I don't recall a Disney cartoon where a I didn't dog- say Disney. Mm. I said Warner Brothers. I don't recall mm. a Warner Brothers cartoon where a dog backhands another dog. Really? Back I'll, send me I'll send you a link. Okay. Uh, uh, Ralphie is one of them. We're you definitely are certainly the, the more Donald. of an expert. In the Donald of the Kingdom Hearts universe. In oh, Merry, Merry Melodies <laughs> and Looney Tunes cartoons, I'm all over it. Yeah, all right. All right. Um, okay. But, but look, Ralph and Sam. That's the dogs I'm talking about. Uh, anyway, so well, that's, that's the dog we are, if you're wondering. <clears throat> so we, we all have tiny dicks in our brains. We should be aspiring to grow more people like Mr. Joyce. We want those who are best in class internationally, who bestow a culture of excellence and drive their agendas hard so that many, not just themselves, might profit. $24 million! And I don't know how, like, yeah, did, did every worker at the company get a raise, I wonder? Did everybody get a cash bonus? They're not creating the wealth. The guy that fucking yells at his secretary to yell at other people, he's the guy creating the wealth. The people actually doing the work, uh, they're basically kind of like a screwdriver, uh, you know, like a useless... I mean, not useless. (laughs) Just sort of a tool, an implement. There's no Mm. brain there. When we pay them well, we're rewarding the risks they take. Um, the entrepreneurship they exhibit, the education they've invested in, and the particular brand of brilliance that comes along all too rarely. Where did you find this? Where was this? On news.com.au, the business section. We're we're rewarding the risks they take. So what happens when they take a risk and it massively fucks up? And it bombs and it knocks like 40% off the share price of the company or whatever. I kind of feel like most of the time they still get their $24 million and then the board says, you're fired. You have to leave now and take this $10 million with you. And we're going to have to fire 90,000 people. Oh no, yep. we've, we've filed for bankruptcy. Looks like we're not going to be able to pay these wages out. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, the box stops. With, oh, you're gone. Oh. Oh, you're on an island having sex with 17-year-olds where it's legal. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we can't reach you. Well, fine. That's fine. He must be out of range. He must be out of phone range. Uh, the buck is calling, the buck has stopped by, and he's not here. Awkward. Um, if we insist on anything from them, it should be that they talent spot and nurture two or three potential replacements from the company to take over when they retire. Again, I love the idea that a CEO just like works at a company oh. and is so successful the whole time that they just stay there until they fucking retire. 
as opposed to like resigning in disgrace and then moving on mm. to just be on the board of several other companies and get yeah. paid for attending a meeting once a quarter. Every eight months, they uh, masturbate in front of one of their employees and they yep. are asked to change to a different company where their salary doubles and their responsibilities mm. are halved. Yep. And there's only like 50 of these people and they do this at the 50 companies that exist in the world because that's how many are left. Now... I would love for someone to try and tell me what this sentence means. Here we go. Just mm. I, I just want someone to interpret this for me and explain. I'll give it a go. Explain the logic of play. I'm very smart. I'm in Mensa. Lay it on me. That's true. I have heard that about you. <laughs> if all from uh, you, <laughs> if all Australian stock exchange companies followed suit, and obviously we're talking about if they did all the same things like. Um, uh, Telling people that they still look really cool even though they're short, um, paying them <laughs> as much money as possible, uh, accepting that the buck has stopped with them even though they've never done anything wrong, uh, sucking on their little dicks that have big dick energy, all that sort of stuff. If we did all of that stuff. I think, or is this, I feel like this is referring specifically to the last sentence. If all ASX companies followed suit, there would be little need to hire from overseas and CEO salaries wouldn't need to be so high. So, Someone help me figure out this logic. I think what she's saying is, because she's talking about what she said before, if we insist on anything from them, it should be that they talent spot and nurture two or three potential replacements from the company. To take so that there's retire. just succession happening from within yeah, the company. so we're hiring from up. What she wants is the fantasy world that briefly happened in the 1950s where you would get hired as a boot shine or some similar... I got started in the mailroom. In yep. the and mail now room. I'm the CEO. And this happened to two people, and every single boomer believes this is how jobs work. Uh, and she would like that to happen instead of the scenario I previously described where you wank and get moved on to another company. <laughs> but does she, does she think that, like, if, if you did um, talent spot some... Uh, you there, boy. You look capable. Some, <laughs> some ribald young go-getter, and you took them under your wing, and you mentored them into being able to perform your job, which is uh, being an anointed golden-brained business god uh, who makes you know one and a half billion dollars worth of profit for your company, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That does she think that person doesn't want the twenty-four million dollars? I just so I. Just, I really want to get her position straight. So her belief is that Alan Joyce's he has earned $24 million, and that's not an exorbitant amount. But also she believes we might be able to pay them less if every now and then CEOs pointed to someone in the mailroom and said, you there, boy, I like the cut of your jib. You want to roll with the big fellas? Why does oh, yes, it sound sir? like Colonel Sanders? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I said boy. <laughs> oh, don't don't say boy like that. Hey, boy. <laughs> don't like it. Don't like this. Hey, I tell you what you will like, Lucy, this next sentence. No, I won't. I won't. Yeah. You don't have you to might. say it. Why are you In such any a case, pessimist? Don't be a wet blanket. Don't Come be on. a pessimist when don't you could be... Call me a nag. <laughs> when you could be copying a sentence like this. In any case, in a week when welfare cheats fraudulently claiming payments led the news, surely we should celebrate a bloke who makes us money rather than steals it from us. Blast yourself into the sun, you fucking fucking pile of hot garbage trash lady. 
unquote welfare cheats in the news. Does anyone remember? <laughs> I think it was it was like that one guy that they found who was like, yeah, I spent I spend my welfare on smoking cones, and they were like, see, everyone is a welfare cheat. And then all the other discussion about it was how uh, like people with drug addictions were less representative in uh, people on welfare, and like, oh, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. fine. Alan Joyce might have earned a tidy $24 million, but a fair chunk of that will have gone straight to the tax office. Good! Great! Is it a fair chunk? I feel like we may have a slightly different definition of what a fair chunk of $24 million is. I also wonder how much of that he actually paid. Like income taxes hey, look, on how much I'm of it sure did he get into the like Canary some Islands? Share, charge. Yeah, some share dividend program being managed out of Little St James Island. Like, oh, good on him. Now, if he could successfully stop the airports rotting us on coffee and parking prices, <laughs> we'd be most grateful. Uh, you're right. I would hey, be a grateful. Bit of joke at the end. Oh, Angela Mollard is a freelance writer. Is she? Because. Uh, but also, I wonder if, like, uh, getting absolutely fucking reamed on parking prices and buying coffee from coffee shops that are in the airport that pay rent to the airports has anything to do with why dudes like this can make a profit. Who knows? Just uh, just for my own uh, enjoyment, I'm looking at an article from the Australian Financial Review from February 15, 2018, uh, with Alan Joyce explaining why Qantas has paid no corporate tax for the last three years. Cool. Oh, yeah. Very, very cool and normal. Understandable. It's all fine. Hey, but the buck stops with the CEO, the guy that got paid $24 million fucking dollars. Oh, I hate it when the buck stops with me. Ah. Oh, no, the buck is stopping with me, and I had almost noticed if I wasn't getting sucked off by 30 different types <laughs> of sex worker that all pay, charge $50,000 a night. Mm. He doesn't even notice. Do you get anything from being a bootlicker or do you just like it? Uh, you will be the last person shot and they will give you uh, a, a pillow between you and the wall. Hmm. Mm. I just want to... Uh, I'd like at this point to issue an apology to listeners of the show. Um, I was actually thinking of the two dogs, Chester and Spike. You dumb motherfucker. From Looney Tunes. stupid seal. I feel really... Feel really foolish. Let me be honest with you. Oh goddamn! Uh, Chester the Terrier is the dog that Australia is on the world stage. I have no idea what you're talking about. What the about. fuck are you talking about? I have nothing. You'll get it. You'll get there. Oh, so I hope that was suitably infuriating for you. Basically, made me very mad. <laughs> well, if we're going to take a little bit of the edge off it. Um, maybe we should take a little trip to Nature Corner. Who'd like a little bit of Nature Corner? That sounds nice. I hope do it's not want, rude. Do you like a bird song for this? Like, <laughs> well, <laughs> the, that's wonderful for a start. That was beautiful and peaceful, like relaxing it. bird songs, nice. bird sounds. Um, no, Theo has been claiming for several months now that he's going to make a theme for Nature Corner. And he's not here at the moment, but if you would like to write into him at Theo at Buntavista.com and say, hey, where's this fucking Nature Corner theme at already? You know, uh, you can send that straight to him. Hmm. 
But instead, I have a Nature Corner article for us here, um, which is an instant classic in the genre of every sentence raising more questions than it answers <laughs> local news story. And hopefully we'll be able to provide those answers. Yes, I would love for that to happen. Is that going to happen? This is from a well-known local news source, WAFB9. Mm. <laughs> local news channel. <laughs> In the States. There uh, are approximately 25,000 of those in America. There's and, so many. It's like, hey, you know, I was just listening, watching the local news, PQRX 22, or There's as like we call it. There's like 10 per city. They're like... The PQ. <laughs> <laughs> the PQ. They're like, no, I don't listen to PQJ. That's what I want to call it. If I was in the marketing TTXF. For- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm a real TT head over here. <laughs> Oh, show us your TT. And, and their radio is regional just codes like ours. for like Fox or CBS stations, right? Like, that's what they are. Sure. You the radio here is exactly the same. It's it's like you turn it on and it's like you're listening to the radio. I love it. Makes me feel right at home. <laughs> well, this one from WAFB. Uh, Sheriff's report. The WAF. Woman bites camel to escape attack in enclosure at Louisiana truck stop. Oh. Okay. Uh, I'm ben, already asking questions. Ben, if you're looking at this, can you can you just tell me the the name of the place this report is coming out of in Louisiana? Oh wait, let me. I've got to scroll to catch up. Uh. <laughs> just pronounce that for me. Uh. All right. Okay, but before I do this. Yep. America is fucked up in that they will have place names that are clearly French, uh-huh. uh, but they will r- pronounce them in their own insane way. I'm going to say that this is g- gross tate, but it could be anything. Gross tet? Gross titi? Um, well, it turns out that it's actually French for big head. Mm. Oh, it's while, the, while the local- town of J.I. Hennessy. While <laughs> well, the local pronunciation is gross Tate. Oh, you gotta hey. you gotta be bummed out if you live in that town. Your name's Tate, but I think you should be bummed out in general <laughs> if your name is Tate. You know, uh, you should so. probably be bummed out if you live in a town in Louisiana with a population of six hundred and forty-seven for yep. a bunch of other reasons. Yep. Ooh, no one wants to live in a town called Gross Tate. Three point four percent of the population being below the poverty line. Ah, no good. Yowzers. <laughs> So according to WAFP, a woman was sent to the hospital after biting the testicles of a camel that was sitting on her at the truck stop in Gross Tate, Louisiana, well, according, to, according to the Iberville Parish Sheriff's Office. You know what's funny about that is yeah. usually in that sort of a sentence, the person being sent to the hospital would be the person being bitten. Yes, that's true. Mm. Um, on Thursday evening... A couple at the I-10 truck stop in Gross Tate was chasing after their deaf dog, which ran away from them, Sheriff Brett Stassi said. The dog, according to Stassi, ran under the double barbed wire fencing that fenced off the enclosure of the camel. Mm. The, the couple chased after the dog into the enclosure, meeting an agitated camel who is named Casper. <laughs> oh. That's a nice oh. camel name. That is. Sheriff Stassi said, somehow, the camel sat on the woman. Somehow. Somehow. I think generally you sort of bend your knees 
But how did the woman arrive to be under the camel? I feel like you could tell if the camel was trying to sit on you. You would would somewhat see it coming. What what was she doing there? Not if you're facing downwards. You wouldn't be able to see it. The camel is above you in this situation. But is the is the dog under the camel at this point, and she's trying to get it out? So she's bending over to pick up the dog, which can't hear her cries to come back because he's deaf. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and while she's bent over, the camel is like, "There's a whole commotion going on down there," but I haven't had my nap this morning. Um, like some other local dog was barking all night. I've been up. I'm very tired. I just need to take a load off. All right, this is very simple, and I don't know why you're making a big deal out of it. Uh, the dog has run into the camel enclosure, mm-hmm. uh, camel pasture, not really sure. Per, per the report, per the uh, sheriff's report, yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, and the lady has gone in there. The dog is underneath a hay bale. The woman has uh, gone prone uh, to sort of contact the dog beneath the hay bale, uh, a shadow has passed behind her, and she said, oh, I didn't know it was the eclipse, but that must be what it is. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't turn around to check, and then all of a sudden, uh, she is betwixt the earth and a camel. Yeah. Very mm. straightforward. And, of course, that's not where you want to be, traditionally speaking. <laughs> you want, you never want to be in a camel, you, the earth sandwich. Yes. Sometimes I'd you like want to be, to be near around. a camel. I want to be in the camel's vicinity. Yeah, but if somebody said or to you, or on the camel, you want to be in a you camel the earth sandwich. That's a fun time being <laughs> on a camel. That's a recipe for a great time. But if somebody said to you, "Hey, I got an enclosure here with a camel. It's named Casper. Um, it's Casper the camel. Yep. If always, if you and Cece so over nice. here, <laughs> if you and Cece, that's what I call Casper the camel, uh, wanted to." You know, get together, maybe you give them a pat or whatever. Um, I don't know if my first instinct would be to say, can I get under that bad boy? (laughs) Can I I make a little sandwich? Uh, Yeah. What if I were to... (laughs) Tell you what, I'm going to go in and I'm just going to... I'm just going to lie down on the ground. And Casper can do what he wants, basically. I'm going to make myself real flat. And then I'm just going to see what unfolds. Yeah. Casper, I trust you. I trust you, buddy. <laughs> You're yelling, <laughs> Casper, I trust you. <laughs> As I lie down in the bottom of the camel enclosure at this Louisiana truck stop. <laughs> which I feel, again, raises some questions. Camel enclosure. Double camel enclosure. barbed wire fenced off camel enclosure at a Louisiana truck stop on the I-10. The woman, possibly out of self-defense, <laughs> bit the camel's testicles. The woman Possibly. was sent to the hospital, according to the sheriff. Hang on, Sarah, I just want you to... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Possibly out of self-defense. Yep. Mm. Now, look, I want to say, number one, this pretty much lets us know that the way... Number one, she had to be face up, which means maybe <laughs> she was maybe she was lying down on her back. Oh, I don't... Okay, I don't know how long camel testicles are, but if this was... If it was, if her head was it's in the back some of the camel, waterfall effect, and they've <laughs> come, they, they have drew, sort of become in front of her face while she's facing downwards, but lifted her head up. Maybe. Um, Why are we doing this? Also, her arms are out of action in this what scenario. What is this so. for? It's nature, nature corner. corner. 
I thought you heard up top. Up top. You did the bird noises, so you clearly knew oh, I hate what it. segment. Well, now, I know what you're thinking to yourself, Lucy. You're thinking, yeah, Nature Corner, we got a deaf dog. We got a camel named Casper with some, camel with some big old balls. With some big old balls. Um, what else? That's, I, guess, I guess that's all the animals we're going to hear about here. Wrong. That is what I'm thinking. You are wrong. Is something else going into the mix? Casper... Oh, sorry. The extent of the lady's injuries were not released. Um, Casper has been in the enclosure since last summer, replacing the truck stop's previous attraction, Tony the Tiger. What the fuck? What kind of truck stop is this? Now, (laughs) just to be clear, this is not an animal that is not a tiger that's called Tony the Tiger after Tony the Tiger. The very next sentence says, The tiger had been put down in October 2017 because of kidney failure and other health issues. I don't know if that was maybe anything to do with um, uh, living at a truck stop in Louisiana. Living at a truck stop. Did he serve the the customers? Tony the tiger, Casper the camel, and one deaf dog. No, I know okay. what you're thinking. That's all the animals. I don't know if you do. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you're right. That That is certainly what I was thinking. So, Casper moved in to, I presume, keep the owner company after the loss of his beloved fat tiger. Um, owner Michael Sandlin said he was considering expanding the facilities to bring in more animals. Uh... To his, to his truck stop on I ten, where where he keeps his tigers and camels. Where do you get a, where do you get a tiger? Where do you get a camel? Probably at the same place. Hopefully, Pro- I would hope it's the <laughs> same place. Yeah, and make sure the camel's kidneys are in good, because the tiger, tiger was no good. The tiger you sold me was a dud, pal. So, I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, you you finish finish this story, and then I want to just read you something related from earlier this year. But uh, that's, you, no, that's the end of the something story. Something related. Okay. So the end of the story is that we don't know how injured this lady is. We never found out what happened to the dog. I'm presuming Casper the camel's testicles are fine, and we're all hoping that Tony the tiger rests in peace. Additionally, I hope somebody shuts this truck stop down. The end. Mm-hmm. All right. So, talking about where a man got uh, a, a tiger and a camel from. Uh-huh. I don't know if you remember this, but in April of this year, a man in Florida was killed by a pet cassowary that he had. Oh, I do remember. Yes. yes. He, he, like, tripped over and it said, now's my chance to kick you to death. Yes. So, he was allowed to keep that uh, because he had... He didn't need a permit for it uh, because... It's my uh, support cassowary. No, no, it's even better than that. Uh, so the, the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission told the New York Times that he didn't need the permit because he was using an agricultural exemption to have it because he had cassowaries for agricultural use hmm. with that same spokesperson going on to say that you could breed them for meat or for eggs or to sell as livestock. What the but fuck? this, he ended up uh, after he died, there was an auction held for the rest of the animals in his collection of exotic animals that he had. 
Uh, I'm not going to read you the full list, but I am going to tell you some of the highlights. Okay. So, he had three emu chicks. Uh, he had a bunch of exotic birds, like tons of exotic birds. He had like 15 different species of marmoset. What the fuck? Uh, he had two cassowaries. He had a bunch of zebu. Uh, he had... Oh, God. This list is overwhelming to look at. Uh, he had a bunch of kookaburras as well. But, like, this was just a guy who just had them. Oh, he had some tamarins. A bunch of kookaburras. What would you do with them? He just had them. Just had them there. He just had them. You can just do that. Why would you have cassowary? They're well, awful creatures. They got him. They got him in the end. They certainly got him in the end. He was certainly hoisted by his own petard. You know what he should have done? Bitten that cassowary straight on his sweet balls. <laughs> straight on his balls. <laughs> Not sure where on a cassowary the big sagging balls are located. But if you're, if you're trying to tangle with the cassowary, this is my advice. Go into the enclosure. Turn your back to the cassowary. Sit down on the ground and then you lie back. Face straight up. And when it comes at you, you just say, sit on this, So you're buddy. being teabagged, essentially, in this <laughs> scenario. You're That's being the, halo teabagged. It's the only way to defend yourself. <laughs> is to, to proffer your open mouth for the animal to dunk its balls into and then you strike. Oh, my God. Why then did you bring you us strike. this article? You were like, you know what? Let's talk about wealth inequality and then let's talk about a <laughs> truck stop. With camels in it. Lady hey, bite, bite man can't nuts. survive on bread alone. <laughs> That's know? so true. We also need roses, uh, which is stories about women biting camels right on their nuts. Chomp, at chomp. At a truck stop on the I-10 in Louisiana. Mm. Mm. Gross Tate. Makes you wonder how fast people are driving on the I-10. I tell you, who else has been so driving a little too fast? Oh, who? It's our friend. Mother fucking Shane Warne. Uh, now my shit's all messed up and I'm going to have to record the Warney song in post. <laughs> Are you going to also sing over the top of it when you record it in post? Yeah, I'm going to. Okay. Good. I like it. It wouldn't be right to do it without it, would it? No. I just want to make a note. I'm, I think uh, if you're an American listener and you're annoyed that we're saying the I-10 and not I-10, um, go fuck yourselves. Yeah. Eat shit. How about you that? fucking turds. People you know how highways people work. People from fucking America, go fuck yourselves. That's right. How's America, Lucy? <laughs> it's, it's. I think everyone here should go fuck themselves. That's yeah. how it is. <laughs> Woo. My, my town's got one highway, so I think we know uh, how to say them. They just name yeah. stuff. They're like, it's. I'm going to take the J1. Like, yeah. bloody, just call it the bloody Princess Highway, like a normal yeah, person. Call it the Hume Highway and be done with it. <laughs> call it the Tuggeranong Parkway and then drive on it for a just while. Just build yeah. a road and call it the Bruce Highway. It's oh. very simple. Where are your bloody yeah. roundabouts? They're very useful. Oh, no, you should have a fucking... No, I'm not going to relitigate my beef with the four-way stop-side intersection as I have done, I feel, numerous times on this podcast. <laughs> a fucking worst invention, though. I don't know how that works. I don't even want to think about it. It's very I confusing. I have panic attacks every time I pulled up to one. They fucking suck. Let me let me put it this way, though. Would you rather drive on uh, I-10 or the Great Ocean Road? Oh, exactly. 
Now, Milos? though, would you rather get out on Route 66 or Gimpy Arterial Road? Ooh. Mm. Now, there's something that just... It's Arterial. It's graphic. I like Bloody it. Bloody beautiful. You, you know, know what you're in for. You just want to get in a, a beautiful 60s muscle car and get on the inner city bypass. Wonderful. So, this was sent in to us from a friend of the show, Incessant Tapper, on Twitter. I wish they'd stop. <laughs> uh, and like eight other people emailed it in and DM'd me on Twitter. We very thoroughly got this news immediately. So, thank you very much, everybody. Um, unfortunately, we must bring you the news that Shane Warne... You know what? Before I get into that, uh, while we're hanging shit all over... <laughs> American listeners and, and such. Um, let's let's just explain who Shane Warne is quickly for anyone who hasn't heard one of these segments in a while, maybe doesn't know. Uh, Lucy, would you like to explain who Shane Warne is and perhaps describe the man? He's the greatest spin bowler of all time. Mm. Uh, he's visually very tan. <laughs> very tan with very white teeth and blonde I believe he still has blonde-tipped hair. In my brain, he always has blonde-tipped hair. I feel like he he's very Ryan. He's got a Ryan Seacrest vibe about him. Yep. yep. But older, like like leathery. Like Ryan Seacrest is a handbag. He's, he's gradually <laughs> getting smoother as well, mm. isn't he? He's mm. uh, the man who's loving some, some fillers, a bit of Botox. And that he's kind of horny. Thing. He's just so, so horny. Horny, horny. He horny. cannot stop. Warning. Find the man on Instagram, crack open his likes, and you will see a series of about 600 million pictures of just chicks in bikinis. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to wonder if Shane Warne knows that you can look at pornography on the internet. Hey, come on, man. It's not a fucking crime just to look at a babe with big bazongas and say <laughs> hubba hubba. That's come so on, lay off him. <laughs> He's just a normal man. He's just a standard dude liking he's, like 10,000 of these pictures. He's just a normal man who also happens to be the single most horny man alive. <laughs> that doesn't make him unique. <laughs> so, horny warny who doesn't know about porny uh, has oh. been banned from driving in the UK. Oh. They've a constable his- came up to him and said... He said, oi, 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 oi. What's all this then? <laughs> the constable. <laughs> oi, you're going a bit fast, isn't it? Oi, he mate, said. I'm going to have to nick that off you. No more driving for you, mate. You can't get behind the wheel of a lorry no more. Oh, you know what happened. He got pulled up and the the bobby came up and got <laughs> d- did the winding down the window motion. And then Shane Warne wound down the window and he said, you're nicked. He said, oi, mate. <laughs> You ain't half been speeding, have you? That will be tuppence for the fine. Poor one. Um, now, <laughs> I'm so sorry about this. Don't forget, if you would like more specific coverage of British news, you can tune in to our friends over at Trash Future. You can, and you can um, hear accents very much like the ones we've just been doing. It'll, it'll pretty much sound the same. Less authentic. It'll, it'll pretty much sound the same. Yeah. Um, as, as Bobby's saying, you're Nick, didn't it, Warren? They will say, oi, Donald Trump. He's going to be nicked, ain't he? <laughs> <laughs> this Boris Johnson's a mad laugh. <laughs> oh, oh, did you guys see the video of the dude being interviewed on the news who said, uh, uh, Joris Bonson. 
got him. Oh no! Like he said it by accident. No, he and, got him. Oh, he, got him. he fucking got him. Oh, I think they should just get on with it and leave. <laughs> what oh. is this? What is this Liverpool accent you've got going on here? Oh, I don't even know. Agent, I ate the president. Agent. <laughs> <laughs> So in London, former Australian cricketer Shane Warne has been banned from driving for 12 months after admitting to a speeding charge in England. The ex-spin bowler admitted breaking a... Now, there's a little problem with the article here, and we'll figure it out. Admitted breaking a 64-kilometer-an-hour limit in a hired Jaguar car in Kensington last year, Wimbledon Magistrates Court heard on Monday. What was the limit? 64-kilometer-an-hour limit. In the very next sentence, it says... The 50-year-old, who was not in court for the hearing, was clocked at 64 kilometres an hour mm. at 6.29am on a slip road. It looks to me like somebody Terrible. fucked up when they were writing this. Sounds like sh- Warnie should be acquitted. That's so true. <laughs> Mistrial. <laughs> Mistrial. Oh, you're going you're gonna to nick me for doing the speed limit? Are you, are you having a laugh? You having a laugh, <laughs> Governor? <laughs> Are you having a crap of me? <laughs> Are you having uh, a crap of me, mate? Uh, Warren, widely regarded as one of the best bowlers to play the game. That's true. That's 100% true. Uh, had 15 penalty points on his license at the time for five fences. Warney. Mm. Come on, mate. He was ordered to pay a total of $3,397 to the court. Uh... Deputy District Judge Adrian Turner told the court the purpose of of disqualification is to punish and protect the public and to deter. That's what I'm imagining the judge to sound like. That is what judges sound like in general. Between April 2016 and August last year, Warren committed six speeding offences. Warney. That is a lot. What a lad. The absolute madman. Absolute lad. The madman. (laughs) Oh, it may well be that none on its own were particularly serious, but for points disqualification purposes, the triviality of the offences is not to be taken into account. Uh, So take that, Shane Warne. You've had your you had your license nicked by the bobbies. (laughs) You hate to see it. You do hate. You hate to see it, it. but you deserve it. You shouldn't speed. I think you should really obey the road rules. Those are the only rules I don't believe should be abolished. One time, I respect cops. Cancelled. Um, mm. All right, that's it. I reckon. Okay. Bye. That was quite a quite a progression. <laughs> Very abrupt. Progression abrupt. of things. Abrupt. Uh, that's right. We've got. Did I do something s- to piss you off? I'm so sucking sorry. billionaires' dicks, uh, biting the nuts on cheeky camels, and then Shane Warne. That's what I call smoking. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say when I'm having a cigarette. I'm going to go bite the nuts off this camel. You know yeah, I'll I'm be saying? back in a tick, mate. Mm. Just got to go bite the nuts off a few cheeky camels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, if you would like a bonus episode every week, I'm not talking to you guys now. I'm talking to the... I would, though. The listener. I'd love the one. Listener. Well, like, look, you guys can talk to me after the show. And I'm I'll, kidding. I'm I'll listen to podcasts. That's um, disgusting behavior. But you, you, the listener, <laughs> I'm pointing at you right now. Imagine that I'm pointing at you. You're in the car, maybe? I'm imagining them on a train. Don't take your eyes off the road. And they're doing the pointing to themselves with a surprised but delighted expression. They're Mm. mouthing, who, me? 
look at the around. other people in the train can't hear it. They're just mouthing. They're not. They're saying. really cute. Like they're really like good looking. Oh, they're, they're like, like in a modest kind of way. Real tall. <laughs> Head bumping up against the roof of the carriage. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you, really tall, good looking, well dressed person on the train, maybe in the car. If you would like an extra episode of this show every single week, go to patreon.com slash Vista. Slap down your five American dollars. Like, we'll take it in whatever form, but that's what it, that's what it comes out at in the wash, you know? Mm. Five American clams a month. One extra bonus episode a week. Who the fuck doesn't like that? Five buckaroos. Five uh, Abraham Lincoln, Thomas Jefferson... George Washington. It's one of them. <laughs> oh, I hope they don't put that one on the citizenship test. One of the men on there. He's one of them. Oh, goddamn. Uh, and that's it for us, folks. Thank you for joining us, and we'll talk to you next week. Hey, bye. Bye. Good, goodbye. Beep, beep. Beep, beep, beep. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs>